Hey, Busy Bee Refinishing Podcast listeners. It's Shannon Russell from the Second Act Success Podcast, a podcast all about career advice and inspiration to help you find a second act career that will light you up. If you are looking for somewhere to start, I recommend episode 26. That is all about the questions you should ask yourself before you take a leap and change careers. Or episode 20, where a Hollywood casting director pivoted to launch a website design business all of her own. You are listening to the Busy Bee Refinishing Podcast, and here is your host, Mel. What is up, my friends and fellow Busy Bees, and thanks for that intro, Shannon. Shannon is a new podcasting friend I met recently, and if you've been thinking about potentially trying to make a shift to a second career and take on your second act or changing paths, you definitely need to tune in to Second Act Success because it is so inspiring to hear the perspectives of the people she interviews and the drastic shifts they made. And you might just be hearing a certain someone's familiar voice over there one of these days, so make sure you go check it out. All right. Hello and welcome, my fellow busy bees. Happy 2023. Are you sick of hearing people say that yet? Since we do have a fresh start this year and can make the year really anything we want it to be, I thought a good reset topic for today's episode would be to talk about setting expectations for you and your business as you move forward this year and beyond. And realistically, these reminders and recommendations are just as much for me as they are for you, because I think it's important to always take the time to sit back, reflect, and be intentional as you move forward, whether it be in your personal life or in business, which is why you've also heard me talk so much recently on here and in the Friday Furniture Focus newsletter about goal setting. I think it's most important to check ourselves and our expectations because it's an approach that we can use to keep ourselves accountable to ourselves. And ideally can check ourselves if we notice our thoughts or actions straying from those initial expectations throughout the year. Whether that may be in terms of being lazy and not putting as much energy into the things we had set out to, or if we are starting to feel some type of way because of the stories we're making up in our head and we're starting to get anxious and stressed. The most important thing I want to say first off, though, is that we want to use these expectations to keep ourselves accountable, but I never think it's a good idea to use them to shame ourselves. If we find we aren't meeting the mark, don't start letting those negative thoughts or imposter syndrome sneak into your mind and start telling you that you aren't good enough, you don't have what it takes, you aren't cut out for this, or you don't know what you're doing. Like I said, I have the same tendency to have those exact same thoughts myself, and I know how shitty they can make me feel, which is why I really make an intentional effort to stop them the minute that I feel them creeping in, because ultimately, what happens when you let that run its course? You start feeling down on yourself, you start feeling shitty about your work or lack thereof, you start feeling all woe is me, and you certainly don't feel motivated to push on and keep doing what you're doing, which, by the way, if you needed the reminder is enough and is exactly what you're meant to be doing, period. So let's nip that one right in the bud. Okay, so kind of on the opposite side of that, I also don't want you to be too lax with yourself when it comes to setting expectations. You know yourself best, so if you're the kind of person that can justify taking a million breaks and getting distracted and off topic and finding excuses for reasons you don't complete things that you set out to do, tread carefully. Being super easygoing on yourself isn't always the best type of self-care, even if it feels like it is in the moment. Why? Because if you aren't progressing and accomplishing things and moving the needle forward, even in the smallest way, then you're doing yourself a disservice. 
You're not seeing the full potential of what you're capable of under the guise of not wanting to make it feel like work or not wanting to add any stress or it's just a hobby, so I'll do it whenever I can fit it in. You don't need to go full David Goggins on yourself, but you need to push yourself past that point of resistance a bit because that's how we progress and improve when we push ourselves past our comfort zones. So when you're sitting down and spelling out what you are expecting for yourself this year, whether that means what goals you aim to achieve, what outputs you will produce on the regular, or how consistent you will work and what that will look like, aim to be realistic, but also optimistic. Aim a little higher than you feel comfortable, or a lot higher if you feel comfortable doing that, because that's where the real growth and progress will happen, even if it feels kind of scary or intimidating in the moment. Believe me when I say, many of the opportunities that I've had in this business haven't been inbound ones. It's as a result of me going out there, trying to network, researching and looking for contact details and pitching myself and my brand and applying for things. None of these things are things I would be doing otherwise and they certainly don't come inherently to me, but they've been where I've seen the most success and growth And those are the accomplishments I'm most proud of when I look back. So keep that in mind. When you look back and you're like, I know I didn't want to do that, but I did that. And look at the outcome that it had. I'm so glad that I took that chance. Those are the things that feel all warm and bubbly inside. And when you're setting those expectations for yourself in the year you're about to have, I got to bring it back to something that is going to sound like a broken record to you by now. But it's because time and time again, It's the thing that I hear the most feedback that people are struggling with from people who just reach out to chat with me or people that comment on my posts or people that are my coaching clients alike. Any idea what it might be? You can't be playing that comparison game and comparing yourself to what you see others outputting. Just focus on what is realistic for you, your situation, your schedule, and your business. Besides, if you're spending your time looking at others and assessing how much they've got going on, it probably means that you're wasting some of your own precious time that could be better used pursuing your own goals and creating the life that you want for yourself. So put on those blinders and get to it. If you find that it's hard for you to achieve these outputs and goals that you've set, even though they seem realistic and attainable in theory, but in practice you just don't find yourself having enough time in a day to get everything accomplished, you might need to take a look at your systems, or lack thereof. Next to the endless loop of comparison, this is the second most common thing I hear from people in my community and my clients. They either don't have systems set up, or they don't have the right ones set up, or they had the right ones for that time in their business when they set them up, but they've now outgrown them and need something a little bit more intentional. And I had plenty of those myself. I used to go in and manually calculate the cost of the initial piece that I had minus the amount that I used of each product relative to the full price of the product and do that comparison to figure out what my profit was for each piece. That required so much of my time every time a piece was completed or sold. And that wasn't a good system once I started scaling up and I had other things that I was dealing with in the business. So I had to look at that system and try to figure out a way that I could better streamline that and save myself more time and effort. So look at your day-to-day and if it's easier for you to do, you can write down a list as you go through your day of everything that you do in your average day as you're doing it. And then take a step back and look at what kind of things you could better organize, automate, or set up simple streamlined systems for. There is no need for you to be doing repetitive, menial tasks in your day. 
you're the goddamn CEO, operations manager, social media manager, communications director, human resources specialist, and marketing director, to name a few of your titles. You don't have time or probably the energy for wasted time. And I get it. It can be hard when you're working day in and day out in and on your business to even be able to take a breath and analyze this kind of stuff. Stuff that will ultimately save you time, effort, money, and sanity, but requires that upfront time and mental energy to set up. Sometimes you just need a helping hand or someone to talk things through with and develop an action plan for success with steps that you can immediately implement to start seeing your time freeing up and accountability that will ensure that you complete what you had set out to do. That's what I'm here for. I love this shit. I love systems and organization tools and weeding my way through chaos to create clarity, focus, intentionality, and ultimately success and happiness. So if you need a helping hand to do so, head to my website, meldidherself.ca slash services and check out the consulting and coaching offerings that I have. I'll also be sure to link them in the description of this episode for easy access. It doesn't have to be this hard. All right, so assuming that you've now got a pretty good idea of what your plan is for the year, we need to not forget about it or the excitement and motivation that you're feeling right now to hit the ground running and make this the best year yet. And the way we'll make sure that we are keeping this plan top of mind is to revisit it often and check in with yourself to make sure you're accomplishing what you set out to do. Don't let this fall off because before you know it, it will be December 2023 and you will presumably want to have something to show for the past 12 months you just worked hard. So if you're someone that likes to maintain an agenda, then fill it out and check in often with it and keep it somewhere in plain view so you remember to do so. If you're someone who likes things to be digitized or more in your face, then set up automatic and automated reminders. Project management softwares like Notion or Asana can be great for this, or you can even set up recurring appointments in your Google Calendar. Just make sure that you're not having a super productive January 1st to January 8th, and then basically hibernating and going back to your previous habits for the rest of the year. And if you do that, you're not alone, but we're going to aim to not do that. The last thing I want to give a gentle reminder about when it comes to setting expectations for you and your business this year is to try to not overthink things and assume expectations of others that don't actually exist. One way to avoid this ruminating in your head and trying to guess or assuming what a client or a partner or a brand or whoever it is that you're working with might be thinking is to just be really openly communicative with them. This will ensure everyone is clear on the same page and happy with the expectations. And then that doesn't leave any time or dead air for you and your mind to start wandering and playing mean tricks on you. And something you may not know about me, I love little motivational messages. They literally always get me fired up and I keep a running list of ones that are especially catchy or speak to me in the notes app on my phone. So I'm going to end every podcast episode with one of those that I've noted down over the years in hopes that you leave our time here each week feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on whatever comes your way this week. So this week's Mel's motivational message is, you can't hate yourself into a better version of yourself. This is such an important thing to keep at top of mind. I don't recall where I first heard this, but I come back to it time and time again in my personal life and in my business life. 
personally, it always resonates whenever I'm feeling not the best about my body or the way things are fitting or just how I'm looking in general. Any change that I want to do based on those things, I always have to remind myself because of this quote that it needs to come from a place of love and appreciation for my body and all that it does for me and all that it has the potential to do for me and not from a place of hating where I currently am and thus wanting to make a change. Ultimately, the actions end up probably being the same, but it really does make a difference in your motivation for that thing and staying consistent pursuing that thing when you know that it's something that you're doing for yourself because you love yourself. It sounds so corny when you say it like that, but it's so true. And and when it comes to your business too, you can't hate yourself and your business into a better version of it. So if you're comparing yourself to other people and their business and what they're sharing online, which remember, it's not everything, even on this podcast, and I always talk about wanting to be transparent about things and talking numbers and things like that. I still don't reveal 100% of things, just mainly because it'd probably be very boring, but you're only seeing a snapshot of anything anyone's ever sharing with you, even when it comes to your friends and your family and things like that. So if you're looking around at people and comparing yourself and feeling shitty about yourself as a result and wanting to change things and work harder and things like that as a result of that comparison and that icky feeling of looking at your business and being like, this sucks, I have to make it better because it's so shitty and blah, 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 blah. That's not a great way to fuel yourself because you can't hate yourself into a better version of yourself. Instead, look at your business, look at your life, think of ways that you can better foster relationships and pursue growth and achieve goals and motivate yourself to improve because you want better for yourself and better for your own reality and the future that is ahead of you. And not because you want to beat so-and-so that you saw online or you want to make more money than somebody who recently shared their salary and you're feeling some type of way about the amount that it is and yours isn't as high or whatever it might be. Our brains inherently want to take us to that negative place, but we can't let it stay there. You have to catch that so quick and force yourself to create that positive connection and rewire your brain that way. Because if not, you're going to sit in the negativity because so, so many people in this world sit in that negative spot and they don't recognize it or they don't catch it or whatever it might be. Some people love living in that space and they fucking eat it up. But some people are so content with living in hatred and disgust and blaming the world and everyone around them for their situation and that's just never going to improve themselves or their life. You can't hate yourself in your life and your business and your body and all of these things into a better version of them. It has to come from a place of love, respect, care, intentionality, and ultimately motivation for you and yourself and a better future. So remember that as you move forward throughout this week, but throughout the whole year we have ahead of us. Remember that I'm here for you and I appreciate your time and I'll catch you guys next week.